Lamb of Woman at the Well Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. When is enough really enough? Sometimes in our lives we feel that circumstances and trials are going to overtake us. Sometimes it seems that we are going under, but as a child of God we realize that we are never going under because we have Jesus and he is always enough. Perhaps you are going through something right now that is frustrating you and overwhelming you. I have good news. Christ has said it is enough. Now what does that mean you might ask? Does it mean the trial or temptation will cease? Does it mean that your situation will not worsen? No. What it does mean is that God is aware of the situation and has everything under control, and he is enough to see you through, lift you up and over the cares, and provide for you your every need. Join us in this podcast as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, helping us see that Jesus really is enough. Hello and welcome to this broadcast. What an absolute delight it is to spend the next few moments with you as we discuss the topic that he is enough. So many times in our lives, even as Christians, we forget the truth that he is enough. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you with an humble heart. We come to you asking that your presence would be with us as we spend time in the scriptures, that you would reveal yourself to us in a very personal and real way. Lord, I pray that you would remove any obstacles that are in our way to hear exactly what you'd have us to say. I pray, Lord, that you would remove me from this message and allow the words that I speak to be words that are ordained and orchestrated by you, that your thoughts and your words and your understanding of things, Lord, would be what would be presented. Lord, I just ask that you would be with us. I pray that you would watch over us and protect us, and I pray that you'd be with each person that's listening. And in Jesus' name, we pray. The verse I would like to pivot off as we speak about this for the next few moments is found in Luke chapter 22, and it's the last part of verse 38. And what it says in that last part is, it is enough. And Jesus is talking to the disciples. It's shortly before he's getting ready to go into the garden. And he's talking to his disciples about how he has provided for them. And he speaks to Simon Peter directly, and the rest of the disciples is there as well. And he talks to them, and he says to them, when I sent you without purse or script, in other words, when I sent you out and you had nothing, Did you lack anything? And what he's saying to them is, I have taken care of you and I have provided for you. And in no point have you lacked anything. And so what I'm telling you now is I am enough. 
And in this particular passage, we are reminded that the disciples had to be reminded that he had continuously provided their every need, and yet in that moment, they were concerned. So I don't think it's any big revelation that we have moments that we're concerned, that we have moments, even though he says, be anxious for nothing, but with everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God shall fill your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We aren't to worry, but we are able to question, not question his sovereignty, not question his will, not question his plan, but sometimes in our mind, we question what's going on. And that's the moment that we are stuck between praising God and remembering and reflecting on all he's done for us, or taking our minds away from him and trying to rely on our own selves and trying to get within our own mind and figure the way out. You see, the question of, is he enough, is the sin, because that means you're not sure whether he's enough or not. The question of, how am I going to get what I need, is a logical question, but it must be followed immediately with the answer, Jesus will provide. We see this through scripture a lot. We see in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that David was faced with a giant. I don't know what your giant is in your life, but I'm sure you have one. I don't know what it is that is looking so big that you don't think you can overcome it. But I'm sure you have something. David was in that same position. And when we look in 1 Samuel chapter 17, we learn some pretty cool stuff. So in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 38 through 40, we hear an account of Daniel as he's getting prepared to face his giant. And in verse 38, Daniel says this, And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put a helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he assayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. Now, I believe it would behoove each of us if we took a moment in time and thought about all the things the world offers us, all the avenues that we may have an option to choose when we are in a situation and realize that the only avenue that has ever proved time and time again to be correct, that has ever proved to be time and time again the answer, that has always been victorious, that has always provided for us all that we need, is the answer that falls within the will of God. It's the answer that comes from knowing who God is. It's the answer that comes from seeking him. Daniel, I mean, Samuel said in 1 Samuel chapter 17, he had not proved the armor. 
many times in our lives, we try to go about answering things on our own. We try to figure out the answers, having a clue what's going on, not sure it will work, but yet we try it. It hasn't been proved. And so David, he takes his staff in his hand and he chooses five smooth stones out of the brook and he puts them in his bag. And when he had even a scrip and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. See, he does it in what he knows to be true. And he goes out a little bit further, we see in this chapter. He says that the battle is not mine, it belongs to the Lord. And he says in verse 47 that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. See, David knew that on his own might, he couldn't do a thing. He knew that his reasoning and his logic and his answers had never been proved, and there was nothing legit to base them on because they were human and therefore they were frail and he needed divine intervention. He needed a power that was outside of himself but lived within him as Jesus was upon him and the Holy Spirit moved him and in the name of God, he was working and moving and fighting his battle. And we all know how the story ends. David wins. Cuts his head off, stands up on top of him, and shows the whole world that in Jesus we are victorious. We hear in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We have the power of God inside of us. And as Christians, we must utilize that power by staying connected in the word of God, by staying close to him in prayer, by following and in obedience, living our lives to the statutes and the will of God. When we do that, we have all power to remove any and all mountains and giants that are in our lives. David was a little boy, but he knew that God was a big God. And he only used what had been proven. And that's what God had given him. See, these disciples in Luke chapter 22 here are, are looking at God, and God is telling you, look at what I've done for you. I sent you out with nothing, yet you needed nothing when you got there. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, many of us are very familiar with this particular passage because we're very well aware of how the Lord's grace is sufficient. And in this passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, Paul is talking about a thorn that he has in his side, something that he is unable to get out and away from, and how the Lord uses it to teach him that his grace is sufficient. It says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You may be at your wit's end. You may be at the very end of all you can do. 
look up because you're on a front row seat to see a miracle performed by Jesus. See, he's enough. He's actually more than enough. When we figure out that 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 5 is real, when he says not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, when we realize that we are nothing apart from God who lives in us and the God in us is powerful, he's wonderful, he's amazing, and he can do amazing things through our lives when we allow ourselves to be a conduit by which God can work and move, when we get that, when we understand that we are all in and that he is everything to us and that only he and his will and the things that he leads and directs for us to do are the only things that matter, when we get that and we understand that in him we are more than conquerors, then we find out that there is nothing that can stop us. Because the battle's not ours. It belongs to the Lord. So whatever it is that you're thinking right now, whatever situation you find yourself in, don't waste your time trying to figure it out on your own. Don't waste your time asking your human friends, what should I do? Don't waste your time looking at what the world would tell you to do, but get on your knees and focus your mind and open up your heart and pour it out to the Lord and ask him to show you what it is he would have you do. Ask him to bring himself in the situation to reveal himself in it and to allow him to provide the answers and the way. You see, we get a little confused on our faith. And what I mean by that is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 5 says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In Luke chapter 22, I believe with all of my heart that that's what Jesus is telling these disciples. Stop trying to figure it out. Listen, boys, I can feed 5,000 with a few fish and, and some loaves of bread. When I'm in it, it doesn't have to make sense to you. You just got to believe. In fact, he tells us in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. See, when we go asking people for their opinion and ask, what would you do? How do you think we should go about this? Oh, goodness gracious, I've got a problem. What should we do? When you start asking for people's wisdom or the world's wisdom, you've fallen into the trap of the devil. Now, I encourage you to ask your friends for prayer. I encourage you to gather with them and have them gather around you and pray till the answer comes. I encourage you to get around your friends and ask them to open up the word of God and speak truth into your life so that you can hear God in ways you've never heard him before. But make sure when you're asking someone for help, 
You're asking them help to see Jesus, help to understand Jesus's will for your life, help to understand who Jesus is, and to help to understand how God is supreme. Don't be asking them for their worldly input because they don't have the answers he has. See, this verse says, don't put your faith in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In this moment of time, I want you to stand in your place and I want you to look up to God with a heart that is believing and understanding, with a heart that knows that he is supreme, with a heart that is willing to hear what he has to say and then to act upon that. For you see, he is sufficient. He is enough. We're not able to succeed on our own strengths. The world can't help us. David showed us that when he wouldn't take the worldly armor. You see, the Bible says that he will provide all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Philippians chapter 4. The Bible says that he will strengthen us and we can do all things through Christ. We're strengthening us in Philippians chapter 4. We can work in the power of God if we take a moment to remember and reflect who God is and who God has been in our life and the miraculous things that he does on a day-to-day and moment-to-moment basis to dig us out of the situations we are in, to move the mountains in our life, to raise us above the giants and to slay them through his power. He's more than enough. And we are more than conquerors through him. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And so in these next few moments as we are just sitting here and contemplating all that the scriptures have shown us, we can't help but remember how the widow with just her might, gave it to the Lord's man before she even fed her own family, knowing she didn't even have enough for them. But she chose God first. And the scriptures say that she never ran out of flour or meal and she never ran out of the cruise of oil. When we choose God, when we trust in the power and wisdom of him, then we have a guaranteed victory. He's never lost a battle, and he's not going to start with yours. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash W-A-T-W-M, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women of the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. 
greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Just knows whatever happens.